What's up, guys? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show. Um, today was cool. I talked to Ari Hendricks. Uh, she is a McCurdy-trained um, runner. Uh, she actually is coached by Sydney DeVore, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, really cool lady. Uh, met her on a run, same run that I met Sydney on, and she's super strong. Um, Power-packed, like literally is... Uh, not even that deep into running, and she's already got a PR in the 240s and looking to run at 236-237 in Toledo in April. Um, Sub-elite, all that cool stuff. So we had a really good time talking and talking about the ups and downs of running and uh, injuries and stuff like that. So please tune in, enjoy. If you have any questions for her or me, let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to answer those. Enjoy the episode, and... Until then, run, eat, sleep, repeat. I do this every time. What's up, everybody? This is Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show. It's a show where we talk about running, eating, and sleeping. And the sleeping is about recovery. Today, we have a special runner, someone I've run with before. I've actually run with a few of these people before already, but here we go. Let's get into it. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, wicked cool, cooler than I am by far, so this should be interesting to see if I get jealous randomly through the middle of the show. What's up, Ari? What up? How you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. So you and Sydney like signed on at the same time, so we know she's watching, so now you should be nervous. Yeah, just, just, just a little bit. Just a little nervous. Okay, so um, so I, I met you uh, the same time I met Sydney, actually. I think uh, that was with Run Detroit, right? Uh, you you guys were like cruising at a, you know, six minute pace, like like just talking like normal, you know. And I was like huffing and puffing, going past you at like five fifty just to show off. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so um, so like how long? I mean, I guess we can start with the whole big thing, but like just how long have you been running? Um, so I started running in grad school, so I'm thirty two, so. Like seven, almost eight years. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So let's just, um, well, number one, the fact that you've done what we're going to talk about in seven okay. years uh, is really incredible. So let's let's kind of like take a step back because I'm really excited to kind of just go over your whole story because from what I've, number one, I've heard a lot of great things about you. Um, you were really cool when I met you, so like that was good enough. Um, <laughs> and you have a really cool job, I think. And... All this other stuff. So let's just kind of go back and just kind of start, like, just tell people a little bit more about Ari, um, and we'll go from there. Um, yeah. So I'm originally from Southern California. Mm-hmm. I moved out to Detroit in March. Um, and all my life, I was actually a basketball player. Uh, so I never ran in, like, high school or mm-hmm. college. Um, so I went to Minot State in North Dakota, where my senior year I was an All-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and post-collegiate basketball, I tried out for the pros. Um, It didn't go the way I wanted, so I didn't make it. I tried overseas. Okay. Um, So that was, like, a real bummer. Yeah. Um, I find that, like, when you're a college athlete and, like, your sport goes away, you either, like, don't ever, like, play sports or do anything after or, like, you find something else. Yeah. Um, And growing up, my dad was always thought I'd be a runner. Um, so when I was little, he'd like have me race to the stop sign and mm. he'd time me. Um, he was like convinced that I was going to be this like sp- great sprinter. Yeah. Um, and he passed away my senior year of college. Okay. Um, so as a like honor to him, um, post-grad school, I was like, I'm going to run a marathon. My mm-hmm. dad always thought I was going to be a runner. Like this is my chance to sort of like honor him and do something that he thought I would always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ran my first marathon. It was like a three forty nine. How um, long? How long into? Well, number one, sorry to hear about your father. Um, and then number two, like I mean, how long were you running at the point when you? What you said you said three forty nine. Yeah. How how long um, were you? Probably like six months. Six months. Like not that long. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep continue. <laughs> um. So I ran a three forty nine. And I guess it just, like, stuck, right? Like, you run your first marathon, and you think, like, while you're running it, like, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like, this hurts. This is awful. Like, never yeah. again. Um, and then something happens when you get to the finish line. And, like,
was something that while doing it, you didn't think you could finish yeah, yeah. or do. Yeah. Um, and so that just like stuck with me. I was sort of like hooked. Right. Um, and from there, like different goals started to pop up. Like next I wanted to qualify for the Boston Marathon. So I did that almost a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back to the same marathon and qualified for Boston. Um, and then obviously breaking three was the next goal. Okay. Um, I did that. So you, wait, so you did, you did qualify for Boston? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually the year that I ran Boston was the year following the bombing. Yeah. Um, so that was like an experience in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so my twin sister actually flew out there with me and we spent like a week in Boston. And so it was like a really memorable, um, experience for us. Is she, is your, is your twin sister uh, a runner as well, or is she just not, she's not having it? Uh, so my family's really musical. Okay. Um, so she's a singer, but okay. she does run, like, to stay in shape. And she's actually, like, I talk to her daily, and she's running a lot of miles for someone who's just, like, out there doing it to have, a, like, to be in shape and, like, do exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really proud of her and the, the journey that she's going on with running. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and so like just cuz I'm my one of my big goals is to is to qualify for Boston um and I yeah I think that you know with the with this year the way it happened it just didn't work out because of covid and then um just kind of I I think I never you know I I never peaked or had a moment to peak in the beginning of the year so I kind of think I just did a I think I did a half marathon like a virtual half instead of like an all out you know like kind of expend all the energy that you built up so I think I just I rolled into like the next training block, you know, just to see what was next, and then I you know rolled into an injury, so it just didn't really happen. So the fact that you uh, ran number one, what was your what was your time that you needed to um, to get for your your BQ? Uh, and, so I had to break. I think it was three thirty three thirty the first time. And then what did you what what number did you put up? So I ran, I did it um, at the LA Marathon, and mm-hmm. I want to say that it was like 325, yeah, so there was like okay. a five-minute window. Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean, I, I mean, not a lot of people, but, you know, some people just, especially when I first decided, like, hey, I want to do this, like, it took me a minute, and somebody said, like, oh, well, make sure that you, you know, whatever your target is, make sure you hit lower than that. I'm like, yeah, duh, but like, no, like, seriously, like, at least give yourself <laughs> a couple more minutes yeah, because you—the last thing you want—I mean, it happens probably, you know, to thousands and thousands of people every year. But the last thing you want is to is to hit your hit your Boston Boston your Boston qualifying time, but not be accepted. So like yeah. you you came in, so you knew like you knew halfway through. I mean, did you know halfway through like that? Would you say it was L.A.? Um, did you know like somewhere in there like I'm gonna do this? Was there a moment? Um. No. Were you delirious? <laughs> no, Were you like delirious the whole time? Yeah, there was uh, like moments of suffering. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just no clarity at all. <laughs> yeah. I guess like in LA, uh, the last like stretch of the race is um, on Santa Monica Boulevard, like by the beach. Yeah. And turning that corner, by then I knew because I can like see the clock and I right. can look at my watch. Right. But not anywhere along the course was I like oh I have this in the bag yeah. like <laughs> yeah I, I found that like when I asked you that I'm like no I was hoping that you wouldn't you weren't gonna say yes because in all the races that I've been in, I've only been in a few I've only been in a few races but the the races that I've been in like you think that you would you would think that you would just look at your watch you know and see like oh okay time all like when I'm right ra- when I'm running all I can see is the one number which is like my current pace like I can't, oh. I can't see the like the other one. Like, cause even when I ran the Detroit Free Press, like I didn't really know I was gonna hit my target until I think like the last turn, and I was like, oh sweet, that's it. You know, here we go. But like, there's no point where I was just like, okay, well I got 45 more minutes because I just, the math is just too much at that point. Um, yes, uh, the math can be too much. I I now run with my watch on like overall pace, not yeah. like current pace. Oh, like um. Uh- was it like lap pace time or like a lap pace thing or just overall? Yeah, so my, the... my watch never laps. Okay. So, um, like at eight miles, it says the pace that I've run for eight miles total, not oh. like that mile. Oh. So that might help. Yeah. Um, so you can see like 
what pace you're complete like if you're at 16 what pace you've yeah. been running for 16 miles right right okay so it would just it, so it just averages out like because you know like in order to to run my you know my my pr to whatever you know that you need an average pace of right, right. and then so you just continue you go through and then you get to that point hopefully at the end right um so but so was that like was boston one of your big goals i mean or was it was it just like a thing that happened like along the way so it was like as like a runner or an athlete i try and set goals at like every stage of call it my career Mm -hmm. um so at that point in my running career it was the biggest goal that i had Mm -hmm. um and then like so i ticked that off and then the next goal was to break three hours Mm -hmm. um so i that was what i worked towards after boston Mm -hmm until I completed that and then it was the OTQ okay. after break. And OTQ is Olympic trial qualifier. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean running has a lot of, you know, quick like uh acronyms <laughs> and things like that. Um and sometimes like, I've heard people say things to me and I just nodded my head and then walked <laughs> away and like had to hit Google to try to figure <laughs> out like cuz I'm like I'm fairly new to this. So I've I've been running since like 2018, you know, so it's not not very long. Um <laughs> and in the grand scheme of things, though, you haven't been running very long either, like seven years um, to have run, you know, to, to have run Boston already. Um, and I'm sure like if you ran, you know, if you wanted to qualify any time you could, I mean, because you know, as long as everything, as long as you're healthy. So that's I mean, that's really awesome to because you're somewhat of like a late bloomer in that in that sense, where a lot of people that you're running with around the same times as you um, have been running forever you know um so like what so is it do you think it because i've heard basketball players uh or people say that like you know sometimes like a basketball player would be more adept to like running shorter races um because like they've developed a whole life of like fast twitch muscles and all that um how did you did you have any trouble like with that or or like where do you think that how that how did that transition happen um yeah so Definitely, I was only, as a player, basketball player, I was only doing, like, short sprints up and down the yeah. court. So this was a, a huge jump for me. Yeah. Um, and it definitely was, like, a trial and error. Um, I didn't, like, get coaching until, like, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things that I did before were me sort of, like, guessing. But, um, yeah, it was hard. I'm not going to, like, say that it wasn't. There were some days where I was like, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not made for this, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, like that hap- I was yeah, built differently as a basketball happened. player okay, because okay. of my position and, yeah. like, things like that. Um, so, yeah, it took a few years to really, like, yes, I accomplished those things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't without, like, heartbreak and thinking that I couldn't do it. Um, so... Yeah, it was hard. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. And so, like, when you, when, so when you, I mean, because obviously to do what you've done, I mean, obviously it had to, you know, some, it's, there's definitely a physical thing here. I mean, because it's not like you were, uh, you know, a couch potato from, <laughs> from like, ninth grade to until you decided at, you know, at 25 to say, like, this is what I'm doing. Um, so, I mean, you had, you definitely had, had the heart for it, you know, so to speak. But it took, it takes a lot of heart to do to work as hard as it you know that you've had to do to get there so can you talk to me a little bit about about the journey because i mean everybody's had ups and downs especially in running for sure and i know you mentioned this a couple times you wanted to quit um and said this isn't for me and you probably could have pointed to a few different things and said like hey this is really a real reason you know um what like what talk to me about some of those ups and downs and then also like talk to me about how you got through some of those because i feel like um, a lot of people listening, whether they're runners or not, you know, we all could learn from from anybody's moment where they failed and kept going. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first marathon, that was more like physical. Like, I didn't know if physically I could run that far. Yeah. Um, I'd gotten sick uh, while training for it. Um, and it was just like, it's a whole different mindset running Mm -hmm. than playing basketball. Um, so it's a different kind of training that I had to do. Um, so that the physicality was hard for me during the first marathon, Mm -hmm. um, adjusting to like the mentalness of running and like it's running is a lot of mental, right? Like your mind can play tricks on you that you can't do certain things. 
but physically you can. So I would say like qualifying for Boston and breaking three, that was more of a mental block mm-hmm. for me, those struggles of me like telling myself that like, you can't do this. Like obviously like I tried several times to break three hours um, without doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that becomes a mental thing of like, I'm having to talk myself like in a positive way that like I can do this. Yes, you failed. I think I failed three times before I actually did it. And but when you say if you could try, try to remember where you're going. So if you because I know you said you said you failed a couple times trying to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But are you what what makes you feel what made you feel at the time that you should be able to do it? I mean, because there is one thing to say it's mental. Um, but then right. there's, you know, like, how do you know that it's only mental and not physical? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my training pointed to, okay. that's what go. it meant. Yeah. Like I ran every workout the way it was supposed to be run. Mm-hmm. The like lead up races were run the way they should have been run. Yep. So physically everything was there to okay. say that I should be able to do this. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know on the day when it started to get hard i just let it yeah uh, oh okay okay so it's like yeah so i see what you're saying because like i know because honestly like you know I, i've along this journey and i know you probably have too i hope i hope you have <laughs> have you so you said have you set a goal before and said like hey i'm gonna run this and then there was no basis like you you it was all like you only thought you could do it mentally and maybe you didn't do the training for it and you realized halfway through that like oh wow this isn't this is more physical than i thought you know like was that was that the first marathon for you like saying like hey i'm going to go do this and realize somewhere in there like this is different than what i thought it takes much more in, in up front um, cuz i definitely set a goal of like i think it was i think i wanted to run like 120 and a half I think made my first half marathon, and then like I found out very quickly, like mile six, mile six was like this isn't happening, you know, and I just kind of I settled in and and did whatever I had to do to finish. But so I like to I like the fact that you're like, hey, is is it's a progression, right? Like yeah. So and so like so how did you how how many marathons did it take for you to say three hours is my thing? Because three hours forty nine minutes to three hours. That's a big jump, you know, um, unless you were just out there waving and shaking, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, what, what, how'd that jump happen? 49 minutes. Um, a lot of trial and error, um, on my part. Um, I think the biggest thing was I got a coach Mm -hmm. to be completely honest. Like I couldn't do it on my own. I don't, at the time I didn't know enough about running to make that jump. Um, and I was at a point where I was like, you know, I knew that this needed to be structured, right? I've had a coach my whole life in basketball. Mm -hmm. I was never like on my own doing it. Um, I knew that that needed to apply to running, that I needed like help and guidance. Um, and so I asked for it finally. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent to with the coach thing, but what about it? I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, there's some obvious reasons why you'd want to coach, but like, what about a coach that, you know, really like locked in with you and said, okay, wow, this is so much better and different than what, you know, I was doing on my own. What's the, um, it allows me to be more structured, Mm. um, as opposed to like every day trying to figure out on my own what I'm doing. And if it's like, I don't know if it's working, right? Like, I don't know if this is what I should be doing. Yeah. I mean, like at the time when I was being when I was just doing it myself I never ran over 16 miles Mm -hmm. in any of my training Mm -hmm. um and obviously running 20 to 22 has helped me um so yeah it took pressure off of like whether I knew if I was doing something right or wrong um and sort of getting feedback on how things were going um and someone to just like sort of talk about to about like how a workout went or how a run went or how I was feeling yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, cause and also it's like the in, in the structure though. There's like there's freedom in that because you know uh, number one you don't have to think about it and you just go do what the thing says to do. You know the the it's, it's a it's a schedule. You wake up in the morning. All you have to do is decide when what time of day you're gonna do these eight miles. You know, and then when even when you get out to do that eight miles, you know 
what pace you're supposed to do them at. You know, there right. is no, oh, I, today I feel like a 550 somewhere. And they're like, nope, this is a slower day. Chill out, relax, get the miles in. Um, so there's definitely some like a freeing moment in that where you don't have to think about anything. Um, but then, like you said, you know, when you're not, you don't know. Um, so like if you were to do something yourself and kind of like just wing it or go on feel, I guess, through a training program, there'd be those moments where you're, um, you don't know if it's working because you don't feel like it's working. So if you're by yourself, you know, on your own, you could deviate, you know, and change plans when like Sydney would have been like, nope, this is, this is going to work. Trust me. I've done it before. You know, everyone around me has done it before. You didn't, you know, nothing. <laughs> All right. Keep going. I mean, so like with, with that, like with a coach, like it's a conversation too. Mm-hmm. Like she listens to what I'm feeling and like what's going on oh, yeah. and we work like, like through that. Mm-hmm. So it is a back and forth. It's not like a, she tells me what to do and that's all I can do. Yeah. Um, so, and which I like and appreciate, right. Cause it's yeah. that feedback of like, I don't know, like I'm not feeling well today or oh, yeah. I don't in me today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's also helpful of like, we can adjust. Yeah. Um, cause my personality on my own is just to be like, no, I'm going to go do this like regardless mm-hmm. and like dig myself into a hole that I okay. then can't get out the other way um, around. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's like, Sydney's amazing. Like in that, like we have like conversations, it's yeah. like, we can talk about what's going on, what's best, like move things around. Um, yeah. And it's great. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like if you're, if in, in running is much different than, you know, some other sports, like, cause if you're, um, if you have a coach that's just like, nope, this is what you're doing no matter what like and not listening to because the number one thing is like listen to your body you know like that's all the people say so if your coach is not allowing you to do that then that that just sounds like uh you know some disaster pending you know but like what, what i meant was like if you i mean there's moments where maybe you would decide like on your own to go do something or change when you could really be at the moment where like, okay, you're going to have a breakthrough. We, uh, you know, trust, trust me. I know yeah. as long as you're feeling good, just continue, yeah, for sure. you know, you may not be, hitting the, you yeah. may not be hitting the numbers that you're supposed to, but just think about it. You're at week number, blah, blah, blah. And this is normal because you're and then they, it's like an objective look at like <laughs> at your life, you know? Yeah. And then while you're like wallowing in pity, cause you just <laughs> hate your life right now. Uh, because the first two miles sucks every day. You know, mm-hmm. that person's like, no, no, it's it's okay. You should feel like this. That's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so like, so in part of your, in, in your training, um, what are you, are you, are you guys big mileage or like, what do you, what do you, what do your training blocks look like mileage standpoint? So we can kind of get a feel on how crappy your life is <laughs> during marathon training. Yeah. Um, so for Pittsburgh, yeah. um, uh, we got up to 115 miles a week. Like, so that was like our highest mileage yep. week. Um, I would say we averaged a hundred plus or like right around a hundred miles for six weeks mm-hmm. leading up to Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, high mileage works. Like, yeah. Uh, and it was just like a long run, um, a middle of the week, long run, not too many structured workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, just like high mileage cut downs. Yep. So, and I mean, that's a lot of miles. Like, I mean, it just is. Like, that's your 115 at like peak is, is like elite, elite, you know? Like, and I think the only people that are running farther than that are number one, insane. Number two, they run like on, on, on clay at like 6,000 feet above sea level in Africa somewhere, you know? Um, so what do you, like, what are your tips on, I mean, cause I don't think, I mean, there's not that many people that are watch this show probably, well, maybe there that are running a hundred plus miles a week. Um, but everybody is different, you know, what, like to run that many miles, that means you have to do a lot to stay running. Like, what are some of your tips for somebody like to, that's running 30 or 40 miles a week and they just feel kind of beat up or whatever. What, what are your, some of your recommendations? Cause if whatever you're doing, I will start doing it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a lot of like listening to your body. Yeah. Um, and like self care. Uh, so that's like taking time to roll out. Um, 
making sure like massages and things like that uh, are always great. Mm -hmm. Um, Eating well, eating enough. um, It's a lot of like little things that like maybe people wouldn't think about like rolling out. Like I would get up earlier. I would roll out, um, stretch. And in between, like, cause we would run in the morning and the afternoon. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Like two a days. Yeah. Um, I'm getting enough, trying to get enough rest, uh, in between like work and running and sort of the balance of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just doing your best and sort of listening. I say, I would say listening to your body is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, cause your body will tell you, will give you the warning signs that something is like going on. Um, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. And so, and you talk about work too. Like, I mean, you know, I, 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 um, that's an, and that's insane. 115 miles. So I, I just didn't expect you to say 115. Like, I mean, not that, <laughs> yeah. that, not that I don't think you're impressive, but I mean, you know, that's, that's, it's just a lot of miles, you know, and I'm, now I'm nervous. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to finish this conversation. Cause but everybody, yeah, I know. Yes, but joking. everything's like different, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that works for me. Yeah. That's not to say that something else, like a lower, like lower mileage can work just as well. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. have to, that just happens to work for me. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's different. Um, and some people, and I, I, I I would think that that has to play into like you're growing up playing basketball for so long. I mean, because w- on one hand, your running life could kind of suck because of basketball, because of whatever. But it speaks to like your health and you know how much you you took care of yourself over the years. Um, you know, playing basketball all those years because I mean, some people will get to running. And it's like, yeah, I'm in my knees because of basketball, or whatever. Um, and you know, luckily, you know, I think that basketball actually helped you in you know the structure and the strength and the stamina you know to be able to to do that because you know 100 plus miles in seven years and you know ramping up to that i mean it just seems like a long time but it's not you know like a lot of people take a longer than that to get to that point or if if they ever do like you said everybody's different obviously but hats off to you for you know finding out what works for you and then actually being able to you know hold that and continue it and and you've done it time and time again so it's not like a you know, a one-time, you know, a one-time thing or a fluke for you. So I super appreciate, like, you know, that, the dedication that it takes to, you know, to do that. I really do, honestly. Um, and, but, you know, talk about work, though. Like, you, 115 miles, and then, you know, I, I, I mean, I thought you were just going to say, yeah, you know, I don't have a day job, but we all know you do, you know? So, like, let's talk about this job of yours. And, I mean, for you to run 115 miles a week, your job can't have anything to do with running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where do you, where do you, where are you working right now? Let's talk about that. Um, so I work for ultra running. I'm a field service rep in the Michigan for like the state of Michigan and part of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so my job is that I go into, uh, shoe stores that carry our product yep. and I meet staff. I hold runs and demos if there's like a race that we ultra's a part of, uh, I can go and help at those. Um, but yeah, my job is just like really fun. It's to like go and talk about running and running shoes, yep. which I'm really like, I'm really passionate about, uh, shoes. So that's great. Um, yeah, I've been really lucky and blessed with working for ultra. Okay. Um, wasn't for them. My move to Detroit would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and they're very, um, understanding and supportive of my running career. Okay. Um, so, I I really appreciate and love working for them. Yeah, and I leaned over really quickly. These are the the beautiful shoes that are those are ultras right here. These are the Escalante racers. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. It's the Escalante racers, and the crazy thing is that like the day that I got them, um, <laughs> like I was I got hurt like two days before I got them. So I'm like, I can't run in them. And then ever since then, like I just haven't been able to lace them back up yet. Um, because like the doctor's like, well, you need some little more support. You can work your way back into those eventually. So the day that I run those, I want to run with you. All right. You let me know. Okay. Any day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, I'll let me, well, first let me make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm fast again and then I'll run with you because I've seen you run before. So let's let's talk about fast. Okay, so you started your your marathon career, your running career, uh, with a three forty nine marathon. 
26.2 miles in three hours, 49 minutes isn't bad. You know, like most people won't touch it, you know, like and don't really want to. They're just out there to, to, to have some fun, be healthy, get the miles covered, get the medal, have a beer. Right. right. Um, and somehow you in what year was that you do, that you did the 349? Was that seven years ago? Yeah. So first <laughs> fresh out the gate and then seven years later, you ran 244, two, two <laughs> uh, and th- that was a, a virtual. Yes, virtual Pittsburgh. Virtual Pittsburgh. And so talk to me about like uh, about that day because it had to feel great. And that was your OTQ. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so uh, I would say, so Sydney and I were signed up for Pittsburgh. Um, and that was what we were, our training was leading up to. And then obviously because of COVID, it was canceled. Uh, so about like, I would say like a week before, mm-hmm. we decided that we would run it virtually. Um, and... Like, my goal was, like, 252. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I went in thinking I was going to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd also been having some, like, lower leg issues and um, lower back. So that Friday before I took the day off, which was the first day off that I'd taken since March. Um, so I was, like, nervous going in. But uh, Sydney had full, like, she fully knew, like, I could do this. Like she was super supportive and great. Um, and like really believed in me. So we started and it was like mile, I want to say like two. Mm -hmm. And she'd asked our friend Olivia, like how fast she thought we were going. Um, and I forget what Olivia said, but Sydney was like, Oh, it's like six seventeen. And I was like, Oh God. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we just, we ran it in gross point park. Um, and like I really couldn't have gotten through it without Sydney and like her encouragement because there were definitely times I would say like definitely at the halfway point yeah I was like I don't know if I can do this um I like fully believed I was gonna drop Mm -hmm. um and uh we just like every mile we just sort of ticked it off and at mile 23 um she was like you're gonna do it uh, and like that feeling at the 26 mile mark and seeing like below 245 was like something I can't describe and like having my best friend there running it with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just like a feeling that I don't know that I'll ever get back in running. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like almost like a once in a lifetime, right? Like it worked out and like, that was my dream for seven years yeah um and yeah I couldn't like I was I couldn't believe it and um yeah it was an amazing day Uh, especially like you know virtual in a neighborhood um just us yeah yeah (laughs) and some friends (laughs) like I mean in in that number of 244 is hard enough as it is you know and for you to run it you know, even though you had Sydney with you and some other friends, I feel like um, to run that 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 pace or that fast with no crowds, no like, you know, aid stations everywhere, you know, when you need it, or the random person with a silly sign that says like, you know, thumbs up for hugs or something like that, you know, uh, or don't trust a fart after nine miles. One of my friends says all the time, um, you know, like the, without all that around, I feel like that's like that just speaks volumes like your actual fitness. Um, and I don't see like, you know, I, I wish the Olympic trials was like next year again, because I mean, I know for sure you'd be ready for it. And I don't doubt at this point (laughs) that you'll be ready when it comes back around, you know? Um, so, you know, like for you to have done that in seven years, that's awesome. Um, and I know this seems like, I'm sure at one point you thought like the Boston thing was like, this is it, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, uh, I think that you got some more coming and I'm sure Sydney would agree to that as well. Um, and so we have, we actually have a question. I've been letting it sit here and I'm sure, I hope she's still here. So she says, uh, Heather, I don't know, Heather Des says, um, how do you, how do you restart as someone who has, who was once running, once running marathons and now struggles with a 5k? What's the motivation? Uh, should we run with others? Do you have any thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I mean, running with people is amazing. Um, like, 
getting out there and meeting the running community and seeing people, um, it's, it's a great motivation, right? Like you're in it together. Um, and like struggling with a 5k, you can just take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, like run for five minutes one day, run for seven and then 10, like, um, it's not a sprint. So like, just do what you can on the day. Um, but yeah, I think running with people, like I didn't start running with people until I started running with Sydney. Mm. Um, like she's the first like training partner that I've ever had. I did all my other runs, um, yeah. alone. That's a pretty, uh, that's so a that pre- goes to show that's, oh, like, that's a fancy, my, that's, yeah. a, that's a fancy running partner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I, Heather, thank you so much for the question. I mean, I, I think that, you know, running with people is, is like, it's really good though. I mean, especially for, you know, I, I ran with people before, but I never really, I think I might've taken it for granted until after my injury and I started to come back and I just realized like how much easier and fun it is, um, to run with other people and have conversations and all that. And, And secondly, you know, I don't think that like the good thing about running that I love so much. And I think that I've kind of come back to is it's not all about like, you know, the distance and it's not about, you know, the, the metal. I mean, that's all stuff that comes with it, but just like the fact that like, I wouldn't like, you know, look down on only being able to do a 5k or struggle to do a 5k at the moment. I mean, it's just all about the journey. And then this just happens to be one part of that journey. Um, and you know, I stopped like, and I, I can't, I can't run without a watch. Like I just, like, I'm, I'm still too like into it. Um, but, um, I'm trying my best to not like always broadcast like the pace that I run around in just so it can like detach from some of that, like needing to like feel fast or look fast or whatever. So I think that like Heather, just get out there. Like you're obviously getting out there already. So just keep at it. And the motivation should just be to do what you want to do that day. You know, are there groups or places to look for, look for other who want to run? Yeah. I mean, there's like, um, I don't know if we'll all find Sydney's to run with, but um, there's definitely like, you know, your local running store, you know, for sure. I'm not sure where Heather's from, but local running stores always have like little groups or they'd be able to at least point you in the right direction. So I think that's a, that's a good start. Um, and you get on Facebook and sure somebody would point you in the right direction for a run for sure. Um, so let's get back to these, um, the ups. So like we talked about the ups and the ups and the downs um, and I don't want to get like too like touchy because I so I'll start with this my my okay I don't know when I get all the weird emotional and stuff but my my dad passed when I was much younger um eight years old or you know so I don't really have like the tie to to it like to kind of say oh he'd want this thing you know um but do you feel like you know um that you know the reason why you started running is such a solid why you know that kind of helped you through a lot of the tougher moments yeah. Um, you know, my dad died suddenly when I was 21. Um, and we lost contact, uh, since I was 16, but, um, I grew up with him and, you know, I can always like, I can take myself back to those days that, um, he and I would be out on the street and he would, um, time me just and like his belief in me as an athlete. Um, like he was always taking me to my practices when he could, like when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I decided to run a marathon in his honor, um, yeah, it's a different kind of motivation. It's something outside of myself. Yeah. Uh, and I can only, like, I always picture him when I'm on the start line. Mm-hmm. Um, I always take a moment to remember him. That's awesome. Uh, when I'm out there. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's something bigger than me. Yeah. Um, I can only hope that he is like proud of me and, uh, know sort of like things that I've done um and I have to thank him right because yeah. without him and his belief in me as a runner there's I wouldn't be sitting here um and I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing um so I'm very appreciative of his belief in me and that he always thought I would be something yeah I mean I'm almost 1000 percent sure that he'd be that he'd be <laughs> proud of what you what you've done so far as, from running um what um so was it like when you were younger was it like wow she like your form is just amazing like what was like the thing like to say like oh you're gonna be a runner one day he just like thought i was like really fast okay like okay. it was never like my form like it was just like i'm like 
he had me playing flag football when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, running, sprinting to the stop sign, yeah. playing basketball. So it was more of like he thought I would be a sprinter. Mm, okay. um, but obviously, like, uh, I was like post collegiate when I started, when I decided to start yeah, running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think earlier in my uh, life, I just wasn't ready to sort of touch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to uh, come to like my own belief or understanding of what he thought I could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so it happened during grad school. Um, and yeah, I always carry him when I'm running um, and at races and when things get hard, um, I always think of him. Well, that's good. I mean, cause yeah, like I said, I know for sure that, you know, I mean, we all know that you'd uh, be proud because I'm, I mean, we all are honestly. So like, um, that's why I was like, okay, I want, I want to get you on the show because I know that, you know, you've accomplished a lot in a little bit of time. Um, and you always had really dope vibes. So I'm like, this, there's gotta be a really cool story behind that one. Um, but we got a question back to running. Let's get out of this, you know, this deep stuff. We're talking about. Um, so, uh, Aaron, uh, worldwide says, uh, when preparing for a training segment, uh, how do you go about setting goals? Do you leave it up to your coach or is it collaborative? I can't, you kind of touched on that a little earlier, but like not on from the goal, st- the goal standpoint, like wh- how do you go about setting goals? And then if you could just answer, um, then, then how do you and your coach go about setting goals? Cause I'm sure that you guys have different sets too, as well. Um, so previously, like early in my running career, it was just like me being like, this is the next step. Yeah. This is the next like logical goal that I could set. Um, <clears throat> now like the OTQ was a goal that I'd had, um, before, uh, Sydney became my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we worked like for a year together, um, and accomplished that. And that was like amazing. Um, so now my, like the goal is collaborative, right? Like where do I go from here and what, um, should my goal be? And so it's something that Sydney and I have talked about, um, and I'll run glass city in April with like a two thirty six, two thirty seven goal. Um, and that's going to be decided together. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. The goal. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be at Glass City as well. Um, I will be by, I will be in the back somewhere. <laughs> I'll be back there. I'll like I'll start as close as possible to you, so then I can see I, I'll see you guys start, and then I'll see you when it's over. <laughs> you can wave I, me. I, in. Um, right before this, this we did this like five minutes before we went on here. I yeah. um, got the email that I've been confirmed in the elite field, so that's like exciting. Sweet. And- Oh. So what? Okay, like I wasn't even. So let's let's talk about this elite status that you got. So what? <laughs> what? Um. What? I mean, do you get like special co- color skittles? Like, do, you, <laughs> <laughs> do I get like a special sticker? Or, right. Like, what goes on? Like what happens? <laughs> do you get like to to pick your water? You know, I want only <laughs> only like you know alkaline water. What what's happening? Tell me about the, about this elite treatment. Um. Yeah. So generally, you get bottles on the course. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been elite. Um. Like I ran the Eugene Marathon as an elite. Um, Pittsburgh was going to be in the elite field. Um, so it's, yeah, bottles on course, mm-hmm. um, that'll be on tables. Um, like we start in the front, uh, complimentary entry. And then depending on the race, you get like lodging and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's like a separate tent right in the morning where I like leave my stuff. Okay. Uh, so it's just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, cause I mean, everything you just mentioned is like, the, all the worries of a runner are, are taken yeah. care of. Like you literally mm-hmm. mentioned everything, other than the fact that I, I still got to bring my own damn legs. You know, <laughs> like you literally named off all, like you know, like lodging. Like where do I have to stay? How far is it going to be from the court? Where do I put my 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 bag or whatever? And where this or you know the bottles? Like I don't. The only reason why I want to get fast at this point, right at this moment, <laughs> at this moment right now, is so I don't have to run by a person handing me a Dixie cup that doesn't know how to move their hand with you. Like, how are you meeting me with full force, like coming to me? It's, it's, it's really bad. You know, there should, there should be yes. lessons. I appreciate the volunteers of all the races, but I do feel like there should be like a lesson when they're coming by, you hand it to them on the go. Yes. But to be fair, there's also like a lesson yeah. of like, I have to learn to grab the bottle on the table okay. and not like hit it off the table. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw Kipchoge in London. 
knocked his, he dropped his bottle yeah. and he blamed it on his ear. But I think it's because he was too delirious to know that he was, <laughs> to remember that he missed a bottle because that's the blame. You don't say yeah. at my ear, you go, oh, it's that bottle that I dropped because it yeah. had to be, right? Um, so yeah, so like, so are you going to get like, can you put like special sticky grip on the bottles? <laughs> Is that illegal? Um, yeah, I mean, I can put, uh, I think that's illegal. Bottle. Okay. Uh, but Eugene, I put like duct tape. Oh. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I've pretty... got yet of what I'll put on the bottle. That's cool just... though. I mean, yeah, cause that is, that is definitely a different thing. Like, but at least you could practice that though, you know? Yeah. Cause you can set up tables and or put you know a bottle on top of a mailbox and and run past at full speed and grab it. Cause I mean that is a big deal because, you know, you guys you know we we need those bottles and all that. So and and just even if you miss it and you maybe didn't need it physically, like the mental of yeah. missing a bottle could throw it would throw me for a loop. You know and and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't like whatever loop that that is that's gonna throw me for. Um, so this is like the third, third or fourth elite race for you? Glass City coming up? Uh, third. Third? Okay, cool. And, um, so yeah, I gotta get that. I gotta get that one day. I don't even know what, what number I'd have to hit to get elite as a, as a fella, but I need to figure it out. It's on their website, so. I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> I don't think that I'd make it this time, obviously, but maybe, maybe next you time. Will. Maybe next time. Um, all right. So let's just talk. So as, um, yeah. What so what's so the next for you is Glass City, but what is like the next like, I mean, because you got your OT, OTQ, um, and that now is it just times like is it just for now it's just like one what did you say two thirty five, uh two thirty six two thirty seven okay two thirty six yeah because that's a big difference I mean and I want that's what I was kind of trying to get to is because like from th- from three forty nine down to a certain time, then everything gets harder like. The big jump is easier, I feel like. Um, but are you at a point now where, like, you know, five minutes is it's a big deal? Yes, I am at a point where five minutes is definitely a big deal. Yeah. Um, so when I ran 244, that was a 10-minute jump. I run 254 oh, wow. at Houston in January. Wow. Um, so that, and that that's a big jump, 10 minutes um, at, at any time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I have no uh, delusions that this isn't going to be hard uh, and that I'm really going to have to, like, work at it. Um, So, but I'm excited at the the prospect of it. Um, And that's all I can do is just work as hard as I can and and see where the, where it falls on the day. Um, But yeah, 244 to 236 is a very significant jump. And we'll sort of see now that, you know, if the race goes off, those different factors, how yeah. they play into race day and um, different things. Yeah, what, I mean, and then for, like, a successful, like, train, I mean, because it all, like you said, there's all these little pieces that, you know, add up to, like, a good number. Like, I've heard somebody, like, an announcer say, like, getting a PR or, like, a world record is, like, like baking a cake. Like, all the ingredients have to be, like, the, exactly right. Like, your shoes, this and that, all that, water, all that. Um but like for a training block though, like, is what's like one of the main things like since you've done many of them now? Like, what's one of the biggest things that you that you just need to have happen, you know, correctly? You know, like, is it the times? Is it the f? Like, what where? What what part of training is like? Okay, this is what I need to have to make sure that I can go into this race feeling good. Um, I guess it's how I'm feeling, and like I would say within six weeks sort of what my workouts are looking like Mm -hmm. how my body is recovering from those Mm -hmm. um we do like a half marathon uh trial like to see like Mm -hmm. how it feels at a pace um so how that goes but you know also trying not to put too much weight into one workout yeah right it's a whole cycle Mm -hmm. um so like leading up to pittsburgh i had like two bad weeks um, and then I had the injury and so I went in, <laughs> yeah, what my coach says I can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is to give myself grace. Um, I think in any like workout that I'm doing or 
how the training block is going and how race day will go. It's like, this is what I can do on the day. Yeah. Um, so at any point in the training cycle, remembering that, like, this day is different um, than any other day. And finishing long runs at close to goal pace on high mileage. I mean, and obviously she said that to you before, and that's kind of how you guys go about it. Um, explain to me, like, <clears throat> what it means to to make sure that you're finishing your long runs at close to goal pace. Like, what does that, I mean, obviously it means finish your long runs at close to goal pace, but what, what does that mean in the overall scheme of things, and why do you need to do that? Um, so it's a cut down. So we start slower, um, then goal pace, and working our way down. Um, so, yeah, you're out there, and we do it at Lake Orion, which is, like, hilly mm. and uh, dirt. Hey. Um, Okay. So you have, like, hills and things like that. But it gives you, like, an, an idea of, like, you can work hard and still get down to gold pace after we've run 80 miles on the week. Yeah. And building into that um, that pace um, yeah. in a controlled way. Yeah, and then court, and, um, and then Sydney jumped in and you said controlled uh, progression, progression runs on tired legs. Um, and, tire, and tired legs is definitely a big thing because – you know, some people will say, will get towards like a training block and then they'll say, oh, I want to take a couple of days off because of, you know, whatever reason. And it's, I think it's so important to run on tired legs because you, um, cause you're, your legs are going to be tired on, on, you know, at 20 whatever miles. So you need to be able to, you know, figure out how to keep going in those moments, you know? Um, your your guard, uh, guard dog going crazy. <laughs> man, yeah, but would you believe he's like fifteen pounds and like? Oh, I believe it. Those are the ones <laughs> that you got to watch out for. They will get you, especially on a, on a run. If you think that you're just gonna coast past like a fifteen pound dog and then no. not on that almost get your ankles taken out, you have another thing coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you can do- if you can dodge uh, little dogs on tired legs, you're ready for the marathon. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. So, like, so, so, in the cool, in is, because I, I think some people will just go out and just say, like, I'm gonna run at goal pace all the time, you know. And key word to your thing is controlled progressive runs, right? Um, why should people not just jump out and? Because in the mind, you're like, I, I want to know I can hold this pace, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, why should people not do that? I will say that I was one of those people mm-hmm. um, previous to having a coach that I was like, oh, if I run all my runs at this pace, then I can do that on race day. Mm. Um, but you don't like that's not generally how it works. Yeah. Um, so knowing that we can start slower and build, that's sort of sometimes like how you should go into a race. Right. You're not always like starting at goal pace. Um, so working your way into it. Uh, to know that, like, okay, like, I can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not every run, you can't do that every run, you'll dig yourself into a hole. Right, right. Uh, and so it's like, some days you have to be easier on your body yeah. and take those, like, slower runs to let your body recover. Like, you have to recover. Yeah. If you're doing goal pace every run, you're not allowing your body to recover. Um, and you're not going to get anything in return. Like, you're just going to dig. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, a, it's sort of like a lesson that I had to learn um, in my career was that like you can you have to run slower and build into things and take the recoveries and uh, it's not always about goal pace every time. Yeah, and then yeah, and your body, you know, in the beginning of you doing this is it can be fine, you know, uh, but if you're talking about a you know twelve week or whatever you know training block you got going, it's gonna add up and. Um, it'll be the worst uh, taper week you've ever take a couple taper weeks you've ever had, and then you'll still won't peak at the time when you need to. Um, you know, in I know uh, Sydney. I, lo- I love Sydney's commentary here. She's like, you know, she's like, we don't use we don't use workouts to prove fitness, only to gain fitness. I, I feel like she's I feel like she probably said it like normal, but I read it with like this attitude, which was great. I loved it. Um, but so and and honestly, like I think the best part about having a coach is. Even if you're confident, you know, in your in your in your ability, you, we somehow still feel like we need to prove something, and not necessarily to anybody else. It's really sometimes for ourselves. Like you're like, you know, especially when you're feeling bad. Like you know, if you're in a training block and you're just having a bad week, 
you just need somebody else to be able to tell you, um, like, yo, it's you're good, you know. And and if you don't have a coach, um, and like we talked about running in groups earlier, if you can find a good group of folks that you know run and know what they're kind of talking about based on their experience, um, talk to somebody because you may be doing it just fine, you know. Like, and there's gonna be moments in like out of like your how how many weeks are your training blocks normally? Pittsburgh was like. Eight, but okay. <laughs> um, generally sixteen to twelve. <laughs> okay, like, oh, we're gonna do that in eight weeks. Just, just you're okay. Just start. Um, but so, like, let's just say twelve weeks. Like, how many weeks of those twelve, like, kind of feel like crap? Oh gosh, I would say it can vary week by week. But I would say <laughs> like cumulative, probably like three to four. I spent two weeks feeling bad leading up to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it can be like three to four different weeks yeah. at a time where I'm just like tired and I don't know if I can keep doing this. And yeah, um, so yeah, it's like highs and lows, right? You can't get too high yeah. on the high, you yeah. can't get too low on the lows, um, and things will always sort of come back. Yeah, I think like running's so cool because like that's like that's like life in general. Like you can't get you can't get too high on the highs and you can't get too low on the lows because. It's never, it'll never stay either way, you know? Yeah. Um, and if it, you know, if it, if it does, be, be careful, you know? Um, and even on race day, though, too, because, like, in that 26.2 miles or 13 or 5K or whatever, there's going to be moments where you're feeling really, really great, and you need to be able to control yourself so you're not, you know, giving out too much, too much energy too early. Or if you're going to have a, you have a bad moment, you can't just decide, like, this is it, I'm going to quit, you know? Um, but... Yeah, so like I, I I think that like having a coach is just is so good in that aspect where you can just they can help you get through those couple of days um or weeks at a time where it's just like this isn't this isn't it because running the I think running's like one of the only things where you can literally say like oh I do this for about 12 weeks every now and then and like only 8 of them are good and you keep doing it you know <laughs> cuz and, and you said early like that moment when you crossed that finish line or when you knew at 26 miles that you got the OTQ like, I know you said you really couldn't describe it, so, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Like, mm-hmm. how, like, w- w- when it comes to running and crossing these finish lines, you know, knowing that you PR'd or knowing that you hit your goal time, uh, whether it's a PR or not, like, just tell me, like, how, like, how that makes you feel as, like, a runner or a person or whatever to those people that may listen to this and don't really have any desire to race, but maybe you think they should. Um, yeah, so I mean, the 244, that was like years in the making. Um, and to be able to do it with my best friend um, was an amazing experience, right? Like, like I had put in years of work, mm-hmm. and it all came on this day. Mm-hmm. And just to be like surrounded and have her next to me, um, it was a feeling of like, you can do this, like, you know, in the, in these years leading up to 244, it was like, can I actually do this? Like, am I a runner? Like, can I be this fast and an elite and do those things? Um, and so that's what that proved to me that like failing at Houston and Indianapolis, uh, maybe it was all because like, this was the day it was supposed to happen. And like with her next to me, um, and like going through the eight weeks of training, together um and then yeah finishing my first marathon that was like for my dad um and every finish line that I cross um he's with me Mm -hmm. so I always share those experiences with him Mm -hmm. um and that you didn't give up like that's the biggest thing like regardless of the time or if you ran the race that you wanted you still finished um which not everybody can say Mm -hmm. like it takes heart and like mental toughness to get to the finish line, regardless of how it went. Yeah. Um, and so like you beat um, all the like odds or like sort of like yourself when you believe that you couldn't do it. Um, and so I think like people can like, if they want to race and they haven't like that feeling will keep you coming back. Yeah. Um, just like finishing, like no matter what, Yeah. getting to that finish line. Like we see like at the New York city marathon, people the race has been long done the lights have gone out it's dark and these people are crossing the finish line still yeah um and that takes heart because everything has been put away and 
um, they're still out there. Yeah. So, like, no matter what, whatever it is that you can do to get to that finish line, like, should be celebrated. Um, and is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, and and that's very well said. I mean, because it's it's it. Even if you're even when you're when you're as fast as you are or faster or whatever, um, it's all still uh, about you, you know. And I think that like a lot of you know the with the garment with all the watches and the PRs and like the segment, you know, first place segments in the certain runs, you you may be faster than somebody else. It gets kind of weird, like because now it's all you know. It gets a little um, like, hey, look what I did, type of feel. Um, yes. And so I think, and that's fine though, because it keeps people that are really into running excited about it. So I'm not downing that at all. But I think sometimes it may deter some of the people that you're talking about, the ones that are like, hey, we're still out here when all the lights have been turned off. Um, and, you know, it may deter some people like, yeah, I don't want to go to this this 5K race because I'm not fast, you know? But I think until people, you know, people get there and they realize that there's all these different corrals for different, you know, for all these different people, and you realize how inclusive running really is speed wise, you know, like it's so cool just to get out there and realize like that you got somebody in the front that just finished a 5k in 15 minutes. And then you got somebody at the end that just PR'd and they just finished in 50 minutes or whatever it is. And they're just as happy, probably happier than the guy, than the person who just did 15 minutes, because that person is like, he's done, done for the day. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But that 50 minutes, you, I mean, I just think that running is so cool. And uh, the emotions that you feel, like, I'm not sure. You don't seem like an emotional type of gal. Um, but I know for sure, like, when I get close, like, I've, like, had to, I've been full speed running. Like, when I was in Atlanta and I knew I was going to get the time that I wanted. Like, when I realized it, I was full speed out in, like, trying to, like, breathe and not cry, which is the weirdest thing. Did, have you cried in a run yet? <laughs> Um, at a finish line, I don't... Just say yes. I don't think so. Sorry. What? Just say yes to make me feel better. Okay, yeah, it's for sure. you just bald. <laughs> you're, you're just crying, <laughs> sobbing all, all, all the way across the, the line. Yeah, all, <laughs> all over the place. Um, But yeah, like, it is an emotional thing. Now that yeah. I feel, yeah, it's a very emotional... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it honestly is, though. Um, Like, I will say, like, when I finished Boston the year my first year running it yeah. and I saw my twin sister, that was an emotional moment, right? Yeah. Like only we can share that. Yeah. Um, crossing the finish line with Sydney and running 244. That's something only we can share like yeah. that whole experience. And so maybe I didn't cry, but it's like, it is emotional. And like, I carry those memories with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and there are moments that I won't ever forget. Um, so yeah, I didn't, didn't cry, but like it was close. It's okay. It's okay. We all know you sobbed. It's all right. And 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 I think and I think too, like you know, the mental you know fortitude that it takes to go through from any distance, you know, whatever your whatever's tough is tough, you know. Um, and then the but just the longer the distance, just the crappier it gets, you know. And to finish to cross the finish line at twenty six point two or thirteen point one, and know that you put in months and years or whatever to get to that point um just like the it's it's so gratifying you know and it's like that in itself will make you I, i'll take six weeks six crappy weeks of a training block if i could just keep doing that um but so we we're, i don't want to let you go soon here um so one more question so peach tree runner uh 26.2 uh appar apparently this person runs marathons um uh Anna White, she's awesome. Oh, so any uh, so any races before Glass City for you? Um, so I haven't signed up for any. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously it's a little like up in the air with COVID. Um, I was signed up to do Rock CF last year, so that mm -hmm. is one that I would like to do. Um, it's a half marathon, so that would be amazing to do. Um, but other than that, not really. Um, I don't have any plans yet okay. i don't know i mean i should probably look into that yeah. <laughs> at some okay. point i haven't we haven't started the training block for it yeah uh, so when so are you are you starting your training block for glass city in february or january um probably in january, january. after the holidays okay yeah because um, it's the week before pittsburgh is supposed to happen this year mm -hmm. um so yeah 
around like the beginning of January. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, uh, so fingers crossed for for Glass City that we mm -hmm. that that it happens. I, and I think that they're restricting the field um, yeah. a little bit. So I think that I think it should happen hopefully. Uh, and like staggered or whatever, um, you'll be done long, you know, long time before I'm done. But hopefully, but I will stick around until you're done because that's what the running community does. To All right, you on. all right. If you get, if you can wait, if you can wait a whole fifteen minutes, <laughs> yeah, I, let me I know. I will wait. I will wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really do appreciate you. Um, and I do hope, and I was, you know, it's mentioned earlier. I really do hope that we can run together soon. Um, yes. we're not very far from each other, and I'm finally back running. Okay. Um, I actually ran Lake Orion. Um, I think I only did six miles that day. I think I went and turned back around. Everybody else went, went, kept going because I didn't want to push myself too far. But I'd love to run with you guys. Um, yes. Just let me know. Stay in touch. <clears throat> really do appreciate it. Your story is amazing, and I hope to see you on more of these things because uh, I think you have a lot to share with everybody. I really appreciate it. Uh, and do you have anything else you want to leave everybody with? Um, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. And yes, we can definitely, uh, get in a run. Okay. Um, I will say like, I touched on it a little bit. The only thing that like, I think I've said this in like other things that I've done is that, um, like the biggest lesson that I've learned in running is to give myself grace. Mm. Um, so that's in life or running. Yeah. Um, you can only do the best that you can do on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's sort of like what I try and leave people with. Um, every day is different yeah. and doing your best is all that you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, lo I, love, I love that. <laughs> and then if you don't do your best that day, just be honest with yourself and give yourself some grace and try try again tomorrow. You know, um, I really appreciate it. And to all you guys out there, run, eat, sleep, repeat. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Sleep show. Ari is a beast. I can't wait to see her in April go after her next goal. Um, it really is amazing to see someone really dig deep and have so many great reasons why she's out there. Um, and I just can't wait to see what she does with the future of her running career. Uh, she sounds like she's really just getting started. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, until next time, run, eat, Sleep and repeat. Go chase those PRs. Love you guys.